Hey, yo, and here we go. Another episode of We Talk Music on the air and in your ear. And once again, I am Moxon with the king of the casters. He is Mr. Brett Podcast. Brett, we have a band on today. They got one of the coolest grooves in all of music right now. I'm real happy to talk to these gentlemen. Why don't you introduce them? That's right. They sure do. I mean, I mean, these guys, I love blues and I love rock and roll. And one of these things that these guys do is they blend them both really well but they also do each one really well. So, I mean, I think they're awesome too. We have Johnny and we have Trey from Ghost Towns. Welcome to the show, guys. Happy to have you on the on. Thanks for having us on. Yeah, thanks for having us, man. So, you know, we're gonna we're gonna talk about Dirty Angel. Um, first, first the song, you know, then the video. Um, let's talk about the song and kind of how it came about. I mean, it's it's got that good. I, I guess Ghost Town's groove now is what we're what we know it as. Oh, that's so cool! Thank you so much. That's really that's a compliment. Thank you. Well, yeah. So t- tell us how it came about, and uh, and then and then just how you guys kind of work when it comes to the songwriting. Well, uh, our other guitarist Thomas uh, writes all the songs for the band. Uh, there's his brain children. And um, <clears throat> what usually happens is uh, we also work with a songwriter named Kevin Bo, who uh, worked with let's see, Etta James, Johnny Lang. He's a he's a he's a pro. He's a vet. And um, Thomas and uh, and Kevin will usually get together and get some kind of bones, bare bones, to bring to us, and we all get together in a room and just uh, yeah, let it densify into real life. So then, Johnny, go, oh, go ahead. No, I mean, just that's it's interesting. You you say you all get together in a room. So often nowadays, we hear about people remotely recording together. You know, mm-hmm. but you guys are that's not that's not how you go about your business, I guess. No, nah, we're 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 old school in that sense. You know, I think the pandemic, uh, you know, kind of uh, molded people into getting used to doing a lot of things remotely and. The way technology has advanced, you know, has definitely made, uh, you know, some things possible that wouldn't have been possible before in terms of being able to work with people who are in different different parts of the world. But, yeah, we, we get in a room and we track everything live. And, you know, we're, we're really about, um, you know, playing rock and roll. And I think so much of that is an attitude and, and, a, and a vibe that it's sometimes really hard to do that if you're not all together, you know. Mm hmm. So with the different band members then, when you're all getting together and you're working on a song, working on the music, what role does everybody play? Is there somebody who's like the, the guy who's making everybody laugh and somebody who's, the, you know, you know, whipping the the rest of the guys into shape? And is there, is there kind of that role or what kind of role is do you find everybody plays? There's definitely... Uh shifting dynamics at all time. I think, I think, you know, being in a, uh, any collaborative situation and being in a band involves, um, you know, it calls for different people to step into different roles at any, any, any given time. Um, I will say that we're, we do, we do laugh a lot in the studio, you know, where music is all, all about having fun and we, we make sure we get a daily dose of that for sure. So then, Johnny, when when Thomas like comes up with the with it and the guitar, like how do you kind of take and layer on with your own parts? Uh, there, there's this degree of weaving that needs to happen between any instrument, you know, any ensemble of instruments, and 
you know, listening is such a huge part of playing um, that, you know, I'll hear what he's doing and I'll listen to Joe Monroe and what he's playing on the keys. And, you know, that'll, that'll sort of help me find my, my place in, in the song. And I think a lot of times, especially in um, guitar driven music, there's search there's a history of a lot of virtuosos, you know, with like guitar solos and stuff. And, um, you know, I think everyone in this band has a has a real genuine commitment to serving the song, which, you know, doesn't necessarily require you to or, you know, I'll speak about myself, doesn't necessarily require me to play some burning licks all the time. It's just, you know, trying to support the song and make make sure that comes across first and foremost. And Trey, I'll go ahead, Brad. Well, I was going to say, Trey, I mean, you look like you could find a groove in the phone book, uh, you know, because <laughs> it just it just seems like like when you hit that moment in the song, you're grooving and everything's going great. Like, do you kind of know that the song is right when you feel that groove? Well, <clears throat> uh, you know, like Johnny said, every our our commitment is usually to, you know, serving the song. and so there's a there's kind of this motivation to dig as far into the song as you need to to find the groove and sometimes just apparent and it takes you over and i think that was the case kind of with dirty angel as well as it was one of the the first few songs that we started working on through this new record that's coming out this summer and as soon as we as soon as we played it we were like yep that's it that's the one how hard is it to choose singles then, and especially working with the uh, with the new record label? Well, I, for sure, um, it, I think it's a little challenging to to pick singles, um, just because we're excited about all the songs. Uh, we generally, we generally, you know, we we try to not put out any fluff. I, I know, like when buying an album was, you know, more a trend, you know, like when I was growing up, there would always be a couple songs on the record that you'd always skip because they're just like throwaways just to fill up the the track listing there. But, you know, we don't, we don't believe in that. You know, we want to, we want every song to be a song that you don't want to skip. So, um, you know, working with uh, Gibson, you know, our record label, they've been uh, tremendous and, and just, facilitating us and supporting us to just do our thing. Um, so, you know, I can't say anything but good things about them uh, so far. You know, they've been extremely supportive with all the decisions that have been called on our part um, in terms of the, the order of the singles and everything. I, I think in today's world, the, the big challenge is, you know, um, just because, they, they, you know, the way the algorithms work on the internet is just, you know, making sure that it's, everything's as visible as possible. Um, so, I mean, that, but that has nothing to do with like choosing the song. It's like more about like what time of the day do we post this and that kind of thing. But yeah, I, I, I think, um, I, well, first of all, we're, we're releasing another single on, on Thursday on, on May 4th. Uh, and we're excited for equally as excited for that one to come out as Dirty Angel and even the one after that, you know, so uh, it's all exciting for us. Is it a Star Wars song? It's May 4th. I'm just wondering. <laughs> It should, so, be. It should yeah. be. Yeah. Yeah. And it just it's writes itself there. <laughs> I love that you have, by the way, you have your guitar on right now. I picture you always with your guitar. I figure you're going grocery shopping. You have your guitar. 
<laughs> yeah, don't, I just don't take it in the shower. That's it. <laughs> that's it. <laughs> uh, d- does everybody have to play Gibsons now that you're on? Uh, now that you're on that label? No, no. Um, you know, um, obviously, as a guitar player, it's awesome to you know play Gibsons. It's, when I was a little kid, I remember you know going to the music store after school, and you know they were too high for me to reach, and I thought I would never be never get to play one. So it, it's it's pretty. Um, it's pretty humbling, you know, being part and uh, being associated with such a legendary, um, you know, force in the, in the music world uh, for so long. But yeah, got a, I, have, I have what you call a problem. I have a lot of guitars, so I try to give them some equal love, you know. Yeah, how, how difficult? Many is a lot. <laughs> a lot. <laughs> <laughs> so that how how difficult is it to choose which one you're going to play? Like. Is there a certain like do they each have certain sounds that you're kind of thinking of and then and then when you when you hear the song then you kind of think hmm I'm gonna go with you know guitar number 976 yeah yeah um definitely I look at them as like they're all different tools in the toolbox they all do different things um they all uh they all sound different and you know the other thing that you know, I have to factor in in terms of serving the song and, and playing in, in a band is, you know, how does, you know, how does this guitar sound, you know, what guitar is Thomas using or what is Joe playing organ or is he playing piano? And, you know, just kind of what the song calls for. So definitely in the studio, you know, when we're, when we're recording, I probably use a different guitar in every song. And sometimes, you know, I'll lay down an acoustic part too. So, uh, it's just like I said, just tools in the toolbox, and it's it's fun to have like a you know paint with a different paintbrush every now and then. Trey, what tools are in your toolbox then? What do you have? I mean, you don't have different uh, different instruments. You can necessarily your instruments, your voice. What are the tools in your toolbox? I mean, besides my wit and my gleaming personality of my own tools and my two, <laughs> two vocal cords and and these amazing musicians that I get uh an opportunity to uh use for my own musical benefit. <laughs> so what brought you guys together? Fate. Fate. Uh, in a nutshell, um a few years back I um I was introduced to Thomas uh by a mutual friend of ours and uh, I was uh, actually just coming off of the tail end of recovering from a, a pretty bad car accident that I was in. And so I was just kind of getting back into being able to play guitar after, you know, like maybe like seven or eight months of recovering. And right as I was doing that, I met Thomas. We started hanging out and, and just jamming together and then, you know, just playing guitars and listening to music. And, you know, we we saw a huge overlap in in terms of what we listened to and the kind of music we like to play. and there was just kind of like an aha moment where we uh, were like, hey, maybe we should, you know, put something back together. And um, I called Blaze Lanzetta, who's our drummer, and Bennett Miller, who's our bass player. Um, I knew them from the New York City scene. I played with them for a long time and, and you know, different sessions and stuff. And then uh, we found uh, we found this charismatic guy, Trey Nation, uh, to come in and sing for us. And, and that was kind of a serendipitous thing and again it's just like you know in the network of musicians he uh was actually singing at um with a friend of mine's group and i I saw a clip of them playing i was like that's the dude that's the guy we need for this project so 
we tracked him down and uh it turned out we were neighbors and then from there you know we just kind of hit the ground running and uh capped it all off with joe monroe on keys he's an absolute legend um and yeah it just it, it kind of like organically came together really quickly um which is it's, it's really cool because i think there's a tremendous amount of trust that needs to exist um when you're doing something creative and you know being that we're all kind of from different walks of life we all grew up in different areas but it, it's kind of a, like just like a melting pot and you know it's all good vibes good vibes are definitely there i mean that's the really the thing about you guys that impresses me I and mean, the chemistry is not something you can create it's either there or it isn't and when i when i watch you guys listen to you guys i can feel the energy in the right way that you all have a, a, a energy that that funnels together in, in the same direction you know and uh it's not even so much the music as the energy around the music that just lets me know that you guys are i don't know you feel like one of those bands meant to be together thank, thank you. you yeah that's really cool well, you know, it's interesting because the very first thing that I ever heard from you guys was the live album. And I think that was ideal because, because you know, there's so much of a, you know, we talk about the groove, but it's it's all packed in there. And I mean, I was listening and I'm like, oh, yeah, well, this is this is the way it's supposed to be. I love this, you know, and, and so, you know, I love the fact that you guys are able to kind of bring that out. And and then even then you know go on to a, a more blues based album, but then come back to to the rock and the feel. So is this new album that you've got coming out? Is it going to kind of be more of that rock and blues feel? Yeah, uh, rock and roll, blues, a little bit of country mixed in there. Um, you know, uh, we did release uh, an EP um, called "You Broke Me" that was just strictly blues, uh, and that you know we kind of set out to do that as in just an homage to the to the lineage of you know modern music which is heavily rooted in blues you know rhythm and blues and and you know me and thomas as guitar players you know we're not you know we're blues nuts and uh you know i trey grew up singing gospel and so all those elements are the foundation of music and foundation of rock and roll but this next this next record is is definitely more you know it's not a straight traditional blues record it's rock and roll like i said a little bit of country in there and it all stems from the same foundation, you know. So then, Trey, when you're singing and stuff like that, especially when it comes to like blues, rock, and country, like, do you try to do anything different with your voice um, to to sing those those kind of different genres? Uh, definitely, yeah. I, one of the things that I love the most about music is it gives you the opportunity to kind of chameleonize yourself. You can really just give yourself away to the song and uh, just become the character of of you know of that song. And um, so you know the the fact that we have so many genres that we try to you know include in our little pot uh, definitely lends itself to me being able to do that. And it's a lot of fun. It's really cool. Andrea, we've had different singers on here who've had different philosophies when they're recording about how to approach a song. Some people go. I'm not going to be good the first one, so I'm not even going to try that hard. I'm just going to, I know I'm going to do more and more and more and, get, and build it up. And other people who are like, I'm going for it right from the beginning because I only got three good takes in me anyways, you know, <laughs> or something like that. So what's kind of your philosophy? Definitely towards the latter. Uh, I've just got to go for it, you know, but 
Um, I can be a little meticulous. I think we all can be, you know, uh, musicians are just a little finicky and picky. Um, but at some point you end up, uh, as Johnny says, chasing the dragon and you just end up uh, spinning your wheels. And the first take was actually the, the best take. And so you just got to fill it out and just give yourself away to the song and see what happens. So when it comes to the new album, uh, like who's producing it? Are you producing it? Are you working with somebody? Uh, so Thomas produced the record. Um, you know, he's got a, a, a brilliant uh, producer hat and creative mind. He's a great storyteller. You know, you can hear it in the songwriting too. Um, and you know, I, I think it's worth mentioning that you know, just to kind of piggyback on what Trey was just saying is, oftentimes, you know, we don't do too many. To, like, we don't overplay the songs in the studio just because at a certain point you're trying to recreate something that was just like in the moment and mm -hmm. so much of and so much of what we do in the studio is just trying to capture energy um i think at a live show it's easier because you have a visual um but it speaks to the the talent of the guy you know the rest of the guys in the band is like if you can say hey we're going to play this song we haven't played it too many times yet uh you know maybe couple times like the week before um and then we just get into the studio like dirty angel i think we did two takes three wow. takes and i think the one you hear is the first take yep. wow. so, you know, sometimes you, you do an extra take just for safety you know like just in case um but i remember when we played that tune we all kind of like i mean i know i can speak for myself like just kind of blacked out and then we finished the song and we were just kind of like what happened you know and it, it was just such an in the moment kind of live recorded energy that um it's hard to recreate that you know um chasing the dragon so to speak so what does a ghost town's live show look like it's party <laughs> party uh, uh we uh we've been very fortunate to open up for you know some legendary bands and, and some of our heroes so uh it's you know, we just go out there and try to have as much fun as we can. I think that's definitely contagious in a live setting. Uh, and, you know, Trey just, you know, you got to see it to believe it. But this kid, you know, he just goes out oh, there man. and he's mesmerizing. You know? So we just have fun on stage. And I think that translates in terms of what you're hearing, too. Well, thanks, Javon. It, it's, <laughs> it's interesting because when I see, sometimes I see opening bands and, and it's kind of like, oh, okay, you're just out there playing music. But how important is it to, as an opening band, especially for these legends, to go out there and really give the crowd a show because you are trying to hype the crowd up for these legends? Yeah, I mean, in terms of managing expectations as an, as an opening band, you know, whether you're going to see them or you're, you are the opening band, you know, you have to understand that, you know, you're, you're, trying to preheat the oven, you know? So one, there's always sort of a, um, you gotta go out and make a, a good impression, which I think for us, is just, it, nothing changes for us on that part. You know, we just go out there like, and just, you know, we just deliver it. You know, we just have fun, put out good energy and, and try to get, uh, you know, try to get people uh, interested in what we're doing. And, and we've, we've had a tremendous response and we're so grateful for, you know, all the bands that have, you know, put us on because, you know, they're giving us access to, you know, their fans who clearly have great taste in music. So 
it's it's good to be in front of those people um but yeah you know it it's i think they're like the first show we did it was a little daunting uh when we we opened up for the, the rolling stones in 2019 for the first time and it was a little daunting um because everyone is there to see the rolling stones and you know uh that was that's that's never lost on us but we're just trying to you know make the environment awesome for everybody so you know once once we got through that first one you know i think at least for me my nerves in terms of being an opening band and that's in that setting kind of went away um but yeah you know it's 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 uh it's always humbling to play music for any any amount of people um just because you know it's it's a something that's very near and dear to to our hearts you know it's something that we've poured our lives into so it's always always humbling and, and we're just pretty grateful that you know we get those opportunities yeah are you are you watching them from the side stage when they're playing are you do you have that opportunity or we go right into the pit <laughs> we go right yeah. so what Can't kind of that yeah what kind of lessons have you learned from working with you know like the rolling stones easy top the these guys like being on those bills you know for me it's it's that they work very hard um it's uh it's very easy as i'm sure you know because you're also a human to just kind of be lots of days ago about the things you want to accomplish you know but um everyone that we've had the opportunity to share space with uh they're just it's it's very evident that they take them their work very seriously and that they're very dedicated and just porn into it, poured into it, porn into it. You can understand what I'm saying. But uh, yeah, I think that's the biggest thing. I don't, think, thing that I I don't think that's yeah. right. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a musician. What can I say? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And you know, one thing that I've learned, um, I mean, this is something that I've known, but something that's been reinforced is you know, there's so many moving parts to make it all happen. And, you know, from, Frozen, frozen. Uh -oh. You froze. So I mean, you grew up there with the gospel, as he, as Johnny mentioned. You know. Mm -hmm. So, um, at what point in time did you kind of start to uh, gravitate to some of these other music? Uh welcome back, Johnny Bob. Yeah, um, <laughs> uh, I've I grew up also uh, a child of Disney. In the early 90s so there's so many different genres of music that were introduced to me because of those films um and i actually was not supposed to be listening to a lot of the music i was listening to but um man especially in my adolescence there's coldplay there's avril lavigne there's beyonce there's mason gray there's brandy there's usher there's mute math there's paramore there's so many people uh, so many bands that just found their way into my ear and I just ate it all up and I still do every chance I get. So then Johnny, okay, before you left, uh, you were, <laughs> you were, you were talking. So why don't you finish off your thoughts? Oh uh, yeah. I don't, I, sorry, I don't know what happened there. I'm having some troubles <laughs> with Weefy over here. Um, <laughs> yeah, I was just saying like one of the lessons that have been reinforced to me is, you know, how many, how many people are uh, involved in, in making it all happen, even just one concert, you know, whether it's the sound engineer or the crew or the ticket ushers or the hospitality people, the people who, you know, uh, the catering, you know, and 
it, it's just important to always remember in life in general that, you know, nothing is ever done alone. It takes a village. And there are a lot of unsung heroes in, in live music that make it all happen and don't get to go on stage. So it's always awesome to, you know, see everyone working together. And, you know, at these bigger shows, there's literally like an army of people just making it happen, building the stage, doing the sound, setting everything up. And, you know, it, it, it's, it's, uh, it's a pretty cool thing to see, you know, people come together with a common goal. That's, that's very true. I, I like that. That's a good statement. I always try and live my life by the philosophy that, you know, someone should be judged by how they treat people that can do nothing for them. Yeah. You know, and, and so that's really, uh, I mean, I think that speaks to that in a, in a different fashion, but the same, same concept. Definitely. So then how many shows do you guys have kind of coming up? Um, we are, we have some things in the works right now. Um, we're still, you know, buttoning everything up. So uh, nothing's been announced quite yet. Um, but we're, we're hopeful that, you know, the summer and the fall will be uh, pretty busy for us. Uh, obviously, we're right now we're trying to get the record out and everything like that. But, you know, I think the the general lineage after that is to, to get on stage and, and, and start playing those songs for people. And, you know, we're really excited to do that. Is it the same feel every time a record's coming out or is this one of a little bit different vibe for some reason or kind of what's the uh, what's the mood as, as you lead into the release? Uh, I think that there's a natural evolution um, musically with any group. So, you know, we, we have a few records out already and we, you know, have a bunch of shows under our belt. And I think the general vibe or the, the mood for all of us about this record is that it probably sounds more like us than it ever has. Uh, it's not like drastically different or anything like that, but, you know, there's a certain, uh, certain, pace and, and groove that you fall into, you know, once you have a bunch of bunch more repetitions and a bunch more hours. So I, I mean, we're all super proud of, of this record. I'm, I'm really excited for it to come out because it's it's really an amalgamation of, you know, everything up until this point. So then where did the ghost town's name come from? Go ahead, Trey. <laughs> so um, I'm pretty sure you guys are familiar with uh the legend of Mr. Robert Johnson oh, and yeah, um, we, but... <laughs> how we, you know, supposedly went down to the crossroads and sold his soul to the devil to uh, get those guitar skills up. And uh, there's, I'm, I'm pretty sure you guys understand that there's like not a very many recordings of his actual voice and That's right. a lot of pictures of him. So it kind of adds to the mystique and he does sing about the, uh, the hellhounds nipping at his, at his heels. Uh, and that, that mythology comes from the idea that, when Satan comes to collect on soul, he sends his hellhounds. And so Ghost Hounds is, a, I guess, a, a family family version of, <laughs> of that idea. Well, I, I, I think there already is a band called Hellhounds, but, uh, but I, think they'd be a, I think they'd be a lot heavier than you guys are. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> I can imagine you, that. <laughs> you might be looking into the uh, people, people uh, your audience might suddenly show up and be like, where's the thrash metal band here? This, these guys aren't that. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> so are you doing a video for the new song when it comes out? Because, I mean, you did the video for Dirty Angel, which was uh, which was pretty gosh darn cool. Thank you. 
Yeah. Um, uh, we're shooting a few things. Um, you know, I think that every, every artist and and band can kind of sympathize with the, with the reality that sometimes you just got to try a bunch of different ideas and they don't all land. Um, and so it's best to just put out things that land and, uh, that's the process that we're in right now. We're just trying a bunch of different things and uh, what you guys will see will be what land. <laughs> <laughs> well, that how many, how many different concepts did you work through for dirty angel? So many. <laughs> <laughs> By the time that we um, got to, we shot that video in California um, in San Clar- Santa Clarita. And uh, by the time we'd made it there uh, to that shoot, there had been so many ideas that were just thrown out the window and never got to see uh, the light of day. But uh, hopefully there's some things that we'll put out that'll be pretty impressive. Do you guys have a consistent crew that you work with on most of your videos? We do have a huge team. Um, we have uh, an in-house photographer and videographer. His name's Jay Arcancelin. Ar- 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 I hope he never hears this interview. Uh, but, um, he, uh, he works on a lot of things. We also started working with this team out in California. Um, and yeah, but we, we like to, we like to, like Johnny said, you know, it takes, uh, it takes a, a whole team to make this kind of thing work. And so, um, we like to keep everybody as close as we can. So I guess then how different is this album like in the making of it versus the rest of the albums? Do you guys always try to do the do the same kind of thing or or do you or has have things evolved as you've grown as a band? Well, I think as Johnny was saying, this album is definitely an evolution uh for us uh as a band, our sound, our feel and um it's not it's it's not different uh it's just more i would say unfolded uh it's a little more bloomed and so um we do keep that uh we do keep some kind of loyalty to the 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 way that we generate this whole thing um but i think we're very proud of how it's bloomed and it, every album blooms differently and this one is uh so far is pretty pretty <laughs> I think I think to that point, like the process generally is is the same. Um, mm-hmm. And I don't know, maybe it's like a traditionalist mindset in terms of rock and roll, but you know that to us is just you know I think about like the days of like being in my mom's basement in junior high and just like getting together with my friends and playing music, and that's mm-hmm. always like the core of of this group is you know we're all really close and and good friends. It's like a family and. You know that's kind of the uh, like, like it's kind of nostalgic for me to to be involved in in a situation in a band. You know because the, there's so so many aspects of mu- modern music that you know you're either playing for someone else or you're doing a session or you're you know collaborating in this way. But a, a band itself is its own organism on its own. You know it's its own living, breathing creature, and you know the process is just get get in the room play music with your friends and have fun and and aside from that you know like it's that's how the music comes to life and and you know what i was saying earlier about trying to capture a vibe and an energy in the recording studio is 
I would say the most challenging part, I don't think it's that much of a challenge, but the rest of it's pretty easy. We're just playing music and having fun. You know, what else could you ask for? <laughs> yeah. Well, it does sound like you guys really try and spend time in the moment, living in the moment uh, more than anything else. And that's, I think that comes across in the, in the music and the way that it, the energy that we're, that we feel. Wow. Cool. It's that's really awesome. That's pretty cool. Do you guys have any of those moments where you're in the studio and like, say you need to, you're trying to figure out which song goes next or like, or actually, I guess, how many songs did you bring into this project? And then did you have to kind of cobble it down from like, you know, 20 songs to 10 songs or something? Um, it's kind of uh, the way it's worked so far is <clears throat> I would think of our records more as like, almost like separate journals where, you know, I think, um, especially in the essence of living in the moment, you know, these songs are not pulled from a vault. They're all fresh and, you know, going into recording them, they're all new songs. And um, I, I think there have been maybe a couple times that we've worked on a song and we were like, it didn't translate the way we thought maybe like once or twice in the last four years uh aside from that you know it's just uh going in and, and you know trusting each other to um make it great uh, or you know make it a viable thing to put on a record and put out to the world and like i said uh, about the guys in the band you know it just speaks volumes about their talent and abilities and and being uh committed to you know uh what call what the song calls for yeah is there ever a moment then where where like somebody is like actually fighting for a, a song whereas the rest of the guys are kind of like mm, i don't know about that <laughs> maybe for the live set you know i think our, our biggest problem to date is you know uh choosing which songs to play in like a 45 minute set uh because you know like i said we're all biased and I know uh, we all have at one point or another wanted a, a, a song on the set list that maybe didn't make the cut for that tour or that show. And, but yeah, it, it's um, it's never uh, contentious, let's put it that way. You know? <laughs> yeah. It's always like good, from a good place and, and uh, you know, it's a good problem to have, to have too many songs you want to play. You know? It's always yeah. rock, paper, scissors if the worst comes to worst. <laughs> <laughs> That's well, I mean, I think you guys have uh, all the tools to be great, successful. You're you're great players. You have uh, you know strong original music, charismatic lead man. Uh, you know, I mean, what is do you, kind of where do you guys think about yourselves in ten years, say, and think where we want to be? All the time. <laughs> I'm just thinking about what I'm having for dinner tonight. I haven't figured that. <laughs> yeah, you and me both. <laughs> uh, it's it's definitely uh it's a ride, you know, and, and um what I've learned in my life experience is to, you know, kind of just let things flow. Um try not to force anything too much and that doesn't mean don't have ambitions and goals as much as it does like, you know, stay present and enjoy what's happening right now and you know, keep your mind open to let it take you where it's going to take you. And I, I think that there's some magic in that, um, just, you know, uh, working hard and staying consistent and just allowing everything to fall into place. Uh, yeah. I feel confident in as long as my intentions and my actions are aligned, you know, that 
10 years from now is going to be a good thing or I'm going to be where I need to be at the time, you know? So hopefully uh, from a larger picture for the band, you know, hopefully it's just, you know, more, more of the same good things that have been happening and hopefully even better things, which is sometimes hard to imagine, but yeah, I, I, I don't know if there's a five-year plan or a five-year vision. It's just, you know, let's go for the ride while it's here, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Is there moments where, where it suddenly feels like, wow, everything's like, going almost too fast it's it's coming up like really good so fast yeah yeah <laughs> so many <laughs> because i think that's the thing right when you when you have talent when you have the ability as you guys do i mean i think the doors must come up and so then of course it's up to you to open those doors and go through them so do you you know do you often recognize those moments and say like, Oh, this is, we need to do this. Yeah. I think actually um, that's a skill that Johnny actually has uh, just understanding what, um, how taking opportunities showing up for opportunities can really benefit us as a band um, and personally. And uh, yeah, that's, it's a, that's a great skill to have buddy. Oh, thanks man. Uh, well you know i think that um you know luck is when preparation uh meets opportunity you know mm -hmm. so uh you know we've all been at this for a long time and you know there's there's plenty uh, under the water level you know of that iceberg um you know and i think just the path as any creative type or as a musician um you know there's it's riddled with failure and 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 opportunities to be discouraged and to give up and you know if we made it this far you know we got to just keep leaning into it i don't know if i could do anything else at this point but um yeah you know like <laughs> there's there's been a ton of pinch me moments uh you know in the last few years well, since this project has kicked back off and uh just trying to enjoy them stay present but also keep pushing forward at the same time and you know just trying to keep building on it every day yeah because it's probably very important to you know just keep keep a positive mindset you know i mean i mean that's it's good for anybody but uh, but certainly i think in a band it's always good a good thing right yeah. yeah oh yeah all right fun question for both of you you're building a band you're only allowed to have four or five members in that band it could be anybody from any time in history who's in that band Only four or five? Only four <laughs> or five. Otherwise, you're just going to be like, oh, 14 guitarists and seven singers. <laughs> I'll say, uh, you know, I'm, I'm pretty uh, I'm pretty satiated. I'm, I'm very satisfied with the current lineup that we have, uh, you know, and I, I hope that. Uh, oh, I don't mean, I mean to listen to, not to replace, oh, no, not I to know. play with you. <laughs> oh. Yeah, I mean, I would say, um, no, I would love to have maybe uh, Stevie Ray Vaughan and Jimi Hendrix on guitar. Uh, let's say Pino Palladino on bass. Um, John Bonham on drums and D'Angelo singing. Mm. I think that's five. I don't know if I went over the limit there. No, no, that's nice. perfect. That's that that 
I'd listen to that band. Yep. Hell of a band. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, I'd absolutely listen to that band. As for you guys, no, I don't want any lineup changes. I don't want anything. Yeah, I, I, you guys are magic the way you are. Oh, thanks, man. Well, thank you, man. That's right. Well, we want to uh, give you guys a chance to uh, let everybody know how they can find you, how they can keep up with you, and where they get the new album when it comes out. Well, you can follow us on Instagram and Twitter and Facebook at uh, Ghost at Ghost Hounds Band, and uh, yeah, we're on all the streaming platforms. Our album is going to be out this summer, and our new single "Make It Shake" is going to be out in a few days on May the fourth, and a couple of days actually. Wow, that's going to be great. Yeah, <laughs> well, we're also uh, we've made our foray into the world of the TikTok. So find us yes. on for all the for all the young kids. <laughs> well you, you gotta you gotta get all the audience right <laughs> yeah well i a bunch of great stuff on our youtube channel too uh music videos yes. behind the scenes uh there's some cool stuff of us on tour just goofing off and you know so sometimes it's good to get a visual as well yeah <laughs> Well, I appreciate you guys coming on the show. I think everybody should go out and listen to you because you're a great band. You've got an awesome groove. And uh, I know we love your music. So we certainly want to wish you nothing but the best in the future. Thank, Thank you so you. much, guys. Thanks for having us on. And uh, hopefully um, hopefully, when we hit the road, you know, we can run into you guys at the show. I would love that. Yes, because because uh, there's no question that you guys need to come up to Canada, need to come up to Calgary. And, uh, oh, yeah. But uh, but for sure, if I'm ever down in the states, and uh, I will come and see you guys. Right on, sweet, awesome. awesome. Trey, Johnny, thank you so much. Ghost towns. Thank you guys so much, right. Thanks, man. Thanks, Thanks for having us. Right, Bye for now. And the mouse comes off in the dark.